grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. This is 
the gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in our second reading from the epistle of, of St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ and worshipers of that babe of Bethlehem, the Savior of the world. This is the first Sunday in the new church year, the first Sunday in Advent. And this being the first Sunday in Advent, it means that we are now four Sundays away from the celebration of Christmas. The Advent wreath, the candle went out, but with the Advent wreath, the, uh, we have the four candles, and within the middle, the, the one that will be lit on Christmas. Out of all the candles, that's the only one that I really know the name for it. Uh, that middle one was is called the Christ candle. All the other ones, oh, they have all kinds of various names. Some call one the angel candle, one the shepherd candle, one the Bethlehem candle, and I think one is called the prophet candle. And other people have other names as well. What is interesting is, is we're still holding to the tradition of the third one being a pink one. See, the purple ones are to remind us more than just royalty, but really remind us of repentance, for that's the only way to receive the coming of our Lord, is with repentant hearts. The third one being pink, oh, some say it is because uh, the third Sunday is supposed to have a special emphasis on joy. And, or I've heard some say that this is the one dedicated to Mary. Again, these are things that have been handed down. People suggest them, and there's other names for it as well. Why the pink one on the third one? Some go with all purple. Again, we hold to the tradition, and we have that as, as that third Sunday. I've always leaned towards that was the special emphasis on joy. But the thing to remember is, with all the candles lit, and as we light one, each one, each week, and as we get closer and closer to Christmas, we are reminded that Jesus is the light of the world. He pierced through the darkness of sin and, and won for us the hope of everlasting life. And it is the very Lord Jesus himself, this very light of the world, who invites and calls us to let our light shine. And we let our light shine with that hope and that faith and trusting in him above all things. But letting our light shine, how does that really pierce through the darkness of this world? How is that really seen? Well, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, really points out four things to include in letting your light shine. And we're going to call these four things our own personal heart.
candle to be lit is we're going to call the candle of joy. Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. This rejoicing is not the same as happiness. You can put a smile on your face and be happy. But this is talking about joy in spite of the fact whether you're happy or not. This is rejoicing that can only be understood because this is joy that is in the Lord. That very preposition is an important one. Two letters in the English language and two letters in the Greek language. The word in means literally in the sphere of. So draw for yourself a circle and it's titled within the circle the Lord. Everything about the Lord, everything he has said, everything he has done, his mercy and grace upon us all, that's all within the circle. Everything else is outside the circle. There is no joy outside the circle. Only joy will be found inside the circle. And because this is a joy that comes with hope and confidence, because this is a joy that is everlasting. So Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. That sounds impossible. It sounds rather ridiculous. Rejoice in the Lord always? Am I to be like, the, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz that were off to go to see the wizard and, and we're just happy all the time as we skip down the yellow brick road? No. But in fact, there is rejoicing even in the face of dealing with sadness or troubles or tribulation. The Apostle Paul himself, when he was writing this letter to the Philippians, was actually under house arrest. He was chained to guards. The Philippians were so moved by the ministry of the Apostle Paul, hearing that he was imprisoned in Rome, they actually sent him an offering to help support him in his daily care. And they actually sent one of their members who would be with Paul for quite a while. Personally, in their behalf, ministering to the apostle himself. In the light of all the things that Paul was dealing with, in the light of the fact that the emperor himself could declare that Paul should be put to death, he didn't know from one day to the next if he would be allowed to have another breath. He writes to the Philippians to rejoice because this is joy in the Lord for all that our precious and gracious God has done for us. And therefore he has to repeat it again because it deserves to be heard again. Rejoice. The second candle that burns in our hearts is the gentleness candle. Concerning that, the Apostle Paul writes, let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. The word gentleness, actually translated from the original language into English, gets all kinds of translations from various translations of the Bible. In fact, it's a rather difficult word to translate, and, and I tend to really love this word gentleness as the word for this original word. 
It's emphasizing the fact that we are not to lord it over another. The opposite of this gentleness would be selfishness. People are below me. No, gentleness emphasizes the fact that you are a servant who serves one another. And therefore, we even put other people's interests above our own. It's not out of conceit. It is not out of arrogance that we treat each other. That's sinful. But it is out of love for the Lord who loved us first. And that flows from a gentle heart that includes a humble heart. But if you, but and then, oh, by the way, it also says, let your gentleness be known to everyone, which in and of itself seems ridiculous and foolish. Can I always be kind to everyone? Can I always be gentle to everyone? What about the person who hurt me first? Don't I have the right to get even? And what about my enemies? Gentleness even to my enemies? Remember, it was even Jesus who said, pray for those who persecute you. It is the Lord to avenge. That is not our job and our purpose as we look forward to life everlasting and living each day to the glory of our Lord. Now, if you're going to be gentle, then that means people could easily take advantage of you. But keep in mind, the Lord is near. Yes, people may take advantage of your gentleness and humility. But you answer to the Lord. You serve the Lord. And on the last day, it is the Lord who will take us to heaven. With body and soul together. That's the gentleness candle. The next candle that burns in our hearts is the prayer candle. It says, do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. He doesn't just come out and say, people, don't forget to pray. Include some prayer time in your life. Instead, he drives the point home in a very personal way. He says, do not be overcome with worry. The word here is actually excessive worry. Many translate it as anxiety. Very deep worry. Wouldn't you say that worrying is a, is a human emotion? And, and so we do worry. And here the Apostle Paul tells us not to worry? Well, that's impossible. That's silly. That's ridiculous. Especially when he says, do not worry about anything. You mean there's no room for worry in my life? Not in God's way of thinking. And he doesn't simply say, do not worry. By toughening it out, get over it. Time will heal it. It'll be all right. But instead, he says, do not worry, because replace that worry with this. Let your requests be known to God. Pray. We have no right to pray. As sinful human beings, we are not worthy of it, anything. But it is by the grace and mercy of our God who saved us, gave his life for us, kept that law perfectly for us. This very Savior invites us to pray. 
to have that heart-to-heart talk with God, to do so with a believing heart that knows that God hears and answers our prayers. But above all, he has the almighty power to answer those prayers. He'll answer them in the best possible way. That is, in the best possible way for each and every one of us. So pray. And when you pray, especially when you pray for someone else, do so with thanksgiving. Giving all grace and, and glory and praise to our wonderful God, whom we cannot thank enough for all that he has done for us. What a privilege and honor it is to pray. And now our fourth candle is the peace candle. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace that is Apostle Paul is talking about here is not simply the kind of peace that means we no longer start fighting and we create a new world order and we have a heaven here on earth where we all learn to get along and supposedly Christmas is that time to, to make amends and, and simply get along. No, the peace that he is speaking about is the peace of God. It surpasses all understanding. It is above all human reasoning. Human reasoning cannot even fathom this kind of peace. Because this is the peace between God and man. This is the peace that God won for us who took on human flesh to be our Savior. This is the peace of God that will guard your hearts and minds. It will be like a sentinel at the door of your heart. So when you're overwhelmed by the guilt of your own conscience, find yourself crying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. When you're overcome by the fear of death, it is the peace of God that protects us. Because at the heart of the peace of God is the forgiveness of sins that is ours in Christ Jesus alone. <coughs> God took a wretch like me and you and saved us all. God be the glory. As we prepare our hearts and minds for this year's Christmas season, I pray we do so, keeping in mind the Advent wreath. Oh, not the one that's in front of church, but the one that you hold dear to your heart and ought to. The one that burns brightly, and do not put those flames out. It is an advent wreath founded in the Lord, and it shines brightly as we live each moment of every day as lights in this world. Cling with a believing heart to that joy candle, to that gentleness candle to that prayer candle, and above all, to the peace candle. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. May God bless you today and every day.